0: tight <laughs> I think I peed myself a little when I sneezed.
1: Am I allowed to keep that in? You are more than welcome to keep that in. Well on that note, <laughs> welcome back to Girls in the Fast Lane. I'm Ash. And I'm Em. Well, it's been race week. It's also been a crazy week. We weren't going to record tonight and then we were going to record tonight and then we weren't going to record tonight. So here we are
0: surprised by recording if you couldn't work that out
1: yeah yeah it's been a week it's been a week i've been sick again uh emma's been settling into her new life i dyed my hair to match alex one apparently
0: i think it looks great i think you and alex look amazing
1: i'm a bit disappointed that he didn't get points but i have good faith for poor ricard which is coming up so who knows Maybe he didn't get the memo that I dyed my hair yet. Maybe it's just still on its way.
0: I think he was waiting for the episode to tell for us to tell him that you had dyed your hair the same colour as his uh, hair.
1: True, very true. So,
0: Alex, this is a wake-up call.
1: <laughs> we are very – we want to apologise for our lack of consistency lately. We have not been George Russelling. Um the podcast great. I have been very sick, and we also had a lot of technical issues in the last episode. So if you listen to that and you stuck through the – technical issues, um, thank you. That episode will be going up today, which is irrelevant because you don't know what day we record. So
0: <laughs> I can tell you right now that the internet in Central Australia is exactly what you would expect the internet in Central Australia to be.
1: Let's just get straight into it. We had some crazy news, some crazy things happen. It was a good week, Austria. I love a sprint race. I love Red Bull Ring, so I'm pumped. How are I, feel you?
0: Like, I feel like I'm also pumped, but I feel like last sprint race, we were in such a different mindset that it was just fun. And like <laughs> the thought, especially after last weekend's crash on lap one, the thought of it being like another incident like that literally traumatized me.
1: Well, I mean, first lap incidents are Pierre Gasly's middle name at this point. You know, some bad things were said
0: about Pierre this week though. Or recently.
1: You're talking about Dr. Helmet Marco?
0: I am talking about that Austrian guy that does something for Red Bull.
1: Was he Austrian? I think so. Oh pff, I have no idea. Someone fact check us in the comments. Yeah, I'm
0: not googling it.
1: <laughs> let's yeah, let's uh what did he say about Pierre, do you remember?
0: Did he say something that like he just wasn't
1: in it or something or I'm surprised. I think it was along the lines of that he's surprised he's still with Red Bull.
0: <laughs> Look, he basically came out and said some really bad things about all the Red Bull drivers. Back to Daniel,
1: yeah, right, which includes a lot. I'm surprised he didn't mention Carlos Sainz or Sebastian Vettel. To me, I right. was
0: waiting for the Mark Webber mic drop, but
1: it didn't come. He did mention Mike Weber, Mark Webber. Did he? I didn't think he did. I loved that though. I'm going to be honest. I I watched it was in Ted's notebook. Um, I can't remember exactly what the whole clip said, but it was not good. He kind of just roasted everyone but Max. Essentially,
0: we've discussed helmet many a time the podcast, and I just don't know why he still has a platform.
1: I think that. I agree with that comment, actually. Usually I try to stay, we try to stay pretty neutral and not upset anyone. But I agree. I think that helmet is out of touch with everyday society and what's acceptable and not acceptable. And I think he's putting a lot of unnecessary stress on drivers. Like, I just don't, I don't get the point.
0: Yeah. Unnecessary. And, you know, talking about unnecessary stress, budget caps.
1: Right, right. (laughs) I mean, I can't stick to a budget on a good day. Can you? (laughs) No. Have you seen my hat wall?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> if anyone hasn't seen her hat wall, please, please log onto our YouTube and have a look because it is front and center. It is her background now. Beautiful. Absolutely stunning. How much money do we reckon there? 70 times what? 12?
0: I think there's more than 12. It's over $700
1: 20, in hats.
0: 12. There's actually 15, 16. there's actually 17 hats. But I got my Sebastian one for $25. And I got my Racing Point one for $5. So,
1: let's be real here. It's about $1,000 in hats. See, this is why, honestly, I I don't even want to do the maths on how much merch that I have cracked up this year. Because I know that there's another, there is a Daniel Ricciardo drop coming that I want. And I know that Haas, I'm sorry, but I need to support you. So... I need some Haas merch and I want some Sebastian Vettel merch because like, I have a gut feeling that this is last season.
0: We kind of went
1: off topic. We were talking about the budget cap increase. Oh, we definitely, (laughs) definitely by a 3.1%, which adds up to about $4 million, which is not a lot in the scheme of, I think it's like 140 million in total.
0: You know, a lot of drivers also had their budgets swindled this week.
1: Squeezed. squeezed yeah right do you think 25 uh, let's 000, be real it's euros fucking petty cash yeah, i was gonna them. say
0: do you think twenty five thousand euros will put a dent in seb's money
1: god no he will be just upset about it but i don't think it's from what i understand it's a suspended fine which means that he doesn't have to pay it until he does something bad again so he got a fine for walking out of a meeting, right, and getting upset because the meeting was going nowhere and they're all just arguing. So he was like, fuck this, I'm leaving, which is a fair enough call, in my opinion, anyway. Um, the FIA came out saying that he is at the top of the motorsport industry and needs to set an example and act like a leader. And that's why they were fining him. I am sorry, I do not give a fuck how – where you are in the world and how far up a ladder you are because if something is toxic, you have the right to walk out of that room. If something is not progressing and it's just detrimental to people's mental health or to a situation, you're allowed to walk out and get space and walk away and calm down. I don't understand why it was such a frowned upon situation that, oh, no, we have to find you for walking out. Like maybe a warning, fair, but fining, that's ridiculous.
0: I feel like Austria was the – weekend of the FIA picking up everything.
1: Yeah, they're picking up all the slack that they left dropped in twenty twenty one who should we right. mention it real quick? Which one? Oh Mr. Oh, Michael yes. Massey. Our brother, Michael Massey.
0: <laughs> Your brother?
1: My brother, Michael Massey, has uh, officially decided to leave the FIA. Which, um, if anyone didn't know, Michael Massey looked at my profile on LinkedIn a few <laughs> months ago and I messaged him. I was convinced he wasn't going to speak to me because he was still within the FIA. And honestly, the FIA are coming a bit across like a cult at this point. Um, so now that he has left, hopefully, maybe we can get him on the pod. Maybe we get the exclusive scoop. Maybe we should message him again. Now he's come
0: back to Australia to spend time with his family. Where is he from? Is, where's he from in Australia?
1: Sydney. I feel like he's from Sydney. Yeah, he's from Sydney. Ugh. So, moving on on the topic of fines, <laughs> our good old our top three, Charles, Max, and Lewis had a Park Ferme infringement where their physios entered Parc Ferme before they were weighed, which ended up in a ten thousand dollars suspended fine again.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, if Max gets suspended, if he gets another fine, he'll lose a lot of FIFA points. But basically, this one kind of makes sense, because like, anything that can be handed to the drivers before getting weighed can impact the weight and can impact the whole entry into the race. And, and I, I don't know if it's happened in the past, but surely if your weight you weighed too much or too little, you'd be disqualified.
1: It's made me really curious because I swear I've seen drivers drink before they've been weighed.
0: Yes, we have. And I think we've had this discussion before. and Which
1: I don't think is allowed.
0: I don't think it is either. Is that what they're trying to stop when they're saying... But then are they also saying, well, drivers shouldn't jump into the arms of their mechanics until after they've been weighed? <laughs> Maybe they should stop finding drivers and... Look at themselves.
1: Max had a really good point on the weekend of, like, track limits were obviously a really big issue this weekend. And I know I'm skipping ahead a little bit. But Max came out and said, well, who's policing it? How many people have you got watching? Like, you need one person per driver to watch every single corner, every single lap. And it's like... Is that what they're doing with all their resources and all their money? Like, you know how they have, like, that digital thing where they, like, speak to people that aren't there? Is, like, that's – is that what, like, a group – is there a conference room somewhere of people just watching track limits? Like, is that's all I have in my head now is, like, oh, well, that's why they have that, like, digital board thing now where they have, like, other stewards that they reference to. <coughs> Makes <laughs> sense, right? Like,
0: So, this is what they're sen- spending the fine money on. <laughs> You know, jumping ahead, Max also made some other comments this weekend.
1: <sighs> Listen to that sigh. He really did really You know, Max at this point, like I'm not comparing him to Helmut Marco. That is not what I'm about to do here. But it's getting to the point where I'm like, Max, babe, <laughs> just be a bit more careful. You have a PR team for a reason. Um, your dad and Helmut Marco already do enough damage in the world. Uh, let's not let's not push it. Lewis came out and said that it was fun
0: racing with Charles because basically they gave each other space, and then Max retorted with, "It's great at
1: thirty seven that
0: you know how to hit an apex."
1: Honestly, this is the second time Max has made comments about Lewis Hamilton in the last two weeks, and honestly. Is, it, is he just like still fighting this rivalry? Rival? If is he still fighting this rival? I can't say the word. <coughs> rivalry. Yeah, is he fighting this rivalry? Fuck. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> Fuck me. Um, is he still fighting this fight for? With the, I can't. I can't even get this sentence out. Okay, you say you say the first part, and no, I'll say the word, and then you continue. Thank you. Okay. Is Max still fighting this rivalry with Lewis Hamilton because he can't fight it with him on track because Mercedes are too slow this year?
0: Personally, I think no. If someone says something about you, you're probably going to say
1: something back. It's all about teamwork. Yeah, speaking of teamwork, Alpha Tauri. Had a shocking weekend. I love AlphaTauri, but I feel for them. And it's also been announced that they're bringing upgrades to either France or Budapest. And they expected to be slow this week. So they're kind of well, already starting off on the back foot. But um, I'm excited for them to bring upgrades because I would love to see a Pierre podium this week. This Not this week. <laughs> this year. Not a gookie podium? Oh, I would love to see... Actually, you know what? I feel like both boys have a, quite a good chance at a podium. I think that Yuki is driving a lot better than he did last year and he's outperforming Pierre, but Pierre has had a lot more bad luck. But I think they're both doing great and I'm a big fan of AlphaTauri, so I hope they do well.
0: I hope they do too and it would be really good to see them do well. Um, You know who's not doing well?
1: McLaren. But... They announced a, a new driver this week. McLaren, McLaren have um, announced a few new drivers for their team. Um, and I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know half of them because I don't follow IndyCar. So I'm sorry for people that listen to us for hardcore facts. You're not going to get it right now. Um, so, yeah, I hate to say it, but McLaren are going to be a hot topic until they confirm exactly what's happening for next year. Because obviously there is still talk on everyone's lips that, Daniel isn't performing and that, you know, McLaren are disappointed. Daniel's disappointed. There's now new rumours sparked around the paddock about whether if Daniel wants to stay with McLaren or not due to everything that's happened in the last one and a half years. So from what I understand, Alex Palou is a Spanish driver. He's Mm -hmm. been confirmed with the team, but he hasn't been confirmed what seat he has. And it was in their statement that they're going to announce their full driver lineup in due course. So from what under, I under, understand, they've kept Felix um, as well. And I'm pretty sure that Pato Award is announced as well. So you've got three. And then you've got Lando. You also have Daniel Ricciardo, who is not confirmed yet for next year, officially, <laughs> because they haven't announced. They also have somebody else, I believe, whether it's – because Colton Herder isn't part of McLaren, I don't think. All right, which also kind of makes sense with these rumours about Daniel wanting to leave McLaren because I have this weird gut feeling that McLaren are going to want to swap him into another, another series.
0: I mean, putting Daniel in IndyCar would bring, one, so many fans – to 100%. make the sport more interesting to people that aren't fans. Like you go, oh, Daniel Ricciardo is racing in car,
1: Oh, cool. I'll go watch. But, <laughs> but even Extreme E, I would go watch him in Extreme E. I think he would love Extreme E. Yeah, so, it's just... <sighs> Which leaves the rumours, okay, if Daniel Ricciardo doesn't stay... At F1 next year, but go somewhere else with McLaren. That leaves a Formula One seat for McLaren open. And the rumors are that Sebastian Vettel's up for it, but he is unsure. I think he was unsure because of um the performers' issues this year. But then they also <coughs> not like Justin of- are performing any better. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Then it was okay, well, Alex Albon is looking like he won't have a seat. Again next year for Formula 1, which doesn't make any fucking sense on this planet, right? Who said that? Um, Apparently, Williams are looking at a completely new driver lineup, the rumor is. You know what? Haas tried that. Did it work? No. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest... is such a head fuck because there are so many people to take account into this right like there are so many people like you have to take in account a latifi if you're taking in sebastian Vettel, then you've got to take in account too okay well he's going to move into aston like but then the people were also talking about maybe oscar piastri was maybe going to mclaren because alpine have offered to lend him or loan him to yeah. mclaren before which honestly makes sense because they want him to have an F1C, and it's already confirmed that he has an F1 seat for next year. They just don't; they haven't announced where. But also, I would I would love a Lando Oscar lineup. I'm not going to lie, <laughs> completely selfish of me. Staying on the topic of Daniel and McLaren, because apparently we just can't get enough of them this year, honestly. And I'm kind of getting over talking about it. Daniel also somewhat implied that McLaren is to blame for his lack of performance in his press conference. Did you see that?
0: I did, and uh, I don't know how to feel.
1: Right. Obviously, the car is better suited to Lando. 100%. But Which I understand why they do that. I feel like,
0: I mean, obviously, I don't drive a Formula 1 car, but I can get into <laughs> my mum's hulking Volvo.
1: Oh, my God. And figure it out
0: <laughs> after a few drives. <laughs> I'm sure it's not the same. But he has raced for three different teams. Yes. 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 <laughs> Renault built the car around Daniel. Did they though? But he was at Red Bull, probably. Cyril would have done anything for him.
1: I think the I think the thing we forget is Daniel was with Red Bull for ten years, or the Red Bull brand for ten years, going from Toro Rosso to Red Bull when he moved into Renault, you got to remember Carlos Sainz was a Red Bull driver. So that car would have already been Red Bull inclined. And I know that people are going to probably yes. be like, mm, yeah, but what about McLaren? Cause Carlos Sainz went to McLaren. Um, McLaren ha- are a long established team. And I don't think the car changed enough in the time that Carlos was there. Carlos was only there for two years. And before that you had Fernando Alonso driving the team and essentially from what I understand when Fernando Alonso was there was Fernando would tell everyone what to do including the team principal so I feel like that car probably was set very different to anything that anyone had ever gotten into and well it's how well you adapt and I think that's why Carlos and Lando are great drivers I mean Lando straight up was in McLaren so he's always going to be a like he's always going to have a better understanding of how a McLaren works because he doesn't have the experience of driving any other Formula One cars. I mean, and they are having brake issues this year, which is well established. And as part of the last break is Daniel's going to struggle. But I don't know. I just feel like there's got to be more to the story than that. But there was also Zach Brown who came out in his press conference and said that McLaren will do everything in their power to help Daniel. or they ask his for his performance to be at the same level as Lando's. Is that fair? Tell me, Em. Tell me your thoughts. No. I'm going to quote you on this. Yeah. Is Lando outperforming in the car? Out.
0: It's giving Fernando Alonso at Alpine with Otmar saying, we don't know how he got into Q3 and got into um, P2.
1: It's giving that. Do you know what it gives me? And it's probably the best. What I think when I think of somebody outperforming a car, I think of George Russell Spa 2021. He got... Okay. He got P2 in a fucking Williams in qualifying, right? Which is insane. Absolutely fucking ludicrous, right? That's what I – and it's like – but we also don't have anyone to compare. Like, the only person we have to compare Lando against is Daniel. And Daniel – I mean, is Daniel performing at what the car is actually capable of and Lando just outperforming the car every week? Like, that's what I want to know. And it's like they're never ever going to come out and tell us officially.
0: And this is why – That your teammate is also your worst enemy because they are the only other person on the track that has the exact same specs as you so they are the only driver that can be directly compared to you
1: yeah yeah and it's like when Daniel's going out in Q3 Q2 but Daniel but Lando's making it into the top 10 sometimes top five it's like Something's not adding up here. I think that everyone is like looking at Daniel being like, well, you're underperforming. And it's like, I've now changed my thinking to, well, maybe Lando is outperforming the car.
0: I like that way of thinking.
1: Yeah, because it's like, maybe Daniel is showing the true pace of the McLaren and then Lando's just outperforming it, making it faster than it actually is.
0: Maybe Lando just needs to watch a race.
1: I think it was last week we spoke about... I find it fascinating that Max watches all the races back the next day. Like, I love that. Same with George and a few others that have come out and said it. Then Lando, for some reason, got asked about it. And then it was like, nah, haven't watched a race back since I entered Formula One. What the? Well, I mean, you wouldn't want to re-watch Sochi, would you? I mean, God, no. I mean, I wonder if he watched the highlights from that. Because he did say he watches the highlights. Do you reckon he goes onto YouTube and types F1...
0: 2022 Austria highlights and watch <laughs> the highlights video.
1: I would. I just. You know what? When we interview uh an F1 driver, I'm the first thing I want to know is like how how out of the way do you go to not see yourself on social media, especially if you've had a bad race. Like, that's what blows my mind. Like, I yeah. I just. I don't know if I'd be ever I'd be able to Google myself or look up YouTube videos on me. Like, that's just. Or watch TikToks on me or POV. Like, that's just so weird.
0: Esteban Ocon. 100 races. What's his middle name, do
1: you think? Esteban, Esteban Paul Ricard Ocon. Esteban. Este. No, no. Esteban Esti... Escargo.
0: Esteban <laughs> the Ocon.
1: Best friends for life. Ocon. Maybe his name
0: just really is Esty Bestie Ocon.
1: Yeah, honestly, Estee Bestie Alconos. I is... When I meet these people, I'm going to have to try and be so serious and use their real names. Because in my head, Lando Norris is Norris and Estee Bestie is Estee Bestie. And Verstappen is Verstappi. Like, I'm not... I can't drop it. Would you call Lewis Sir Lulu? Oh, 100%. I feel like he would love that shit. I'd be like, Sir Lulu.
0: I think... I think it would also be like, I think, he yeah, I think he would really appreciate it. But, yeah, Estee Bestie had 100 races this week. Can
1: you believe that tall, lanky Frenchman? I am actually really happy for him. I feel like that he had an unnecessarily hard time when he was first in Formula 1. So to hit an achievement like that, I think, is incredible. And to think that he's had a win as well. Like, I yeah, that's great. I'm happy for it.
0: Yes. And he's going to win Paul Ricard.
1: Oh, I'm going for an all-French podium. Who's the third one? I mean, Charles is practically French. Whoa. Don't let
0: him hear you say that.
1: He's part of the... I'm wearing his hat today, so it's fine. Haas. Haas. The name on everyone's lips who keeps surprising us for the second week in a row. Haas. I've got to bring upgrades in the next few races, which, I'm going to be honest, shocked me. I mean, I know that they have the most developed car out of the whole grid, but I also, in the back of my mind, was like, maybe they're just going to keep their money and develop their car even more for next year. What more can you upgrade, to be honest? Haas haven't brought any upgrades yet. Haven't they? Nope. Could be spitting false facts here, but I'm 90% sure that they haven't brought any upgrades yet. Damn. Right, right. (laughs) So, like, they're performing well. Two teams that are a little bit on the back foot, Aston Martin, and Williams. What does this mean for these guys?
0: Alfred Towery, who is now below Haas in the uh, constructors.
1: No way. I haven't. I didn't even notice that. They, they sure are. Okay, so what does it mean for those three teams then, do we think? <laughs> do better. Holy shit, you are right. Haas are above them. Who do we think is going to come out on top? of the back of the field battle. Haas. Not on top of the... Haas. Haas. You know what? Haas. I reckon they're even going to t- overtake Alpha. Ooh. Alpha have had a lot of I mean, they'll probably shocked. overtake McLaren. I'm going to be honest with you. I wouldn't be shocked at this point. What if they finish fourth in the championship? I would fucking... Oh, I would get 47 tattooed on me. 100%. I
0: would get... No, I'm not going to say that.
1: Yeah, you are. Say it. Say it. I just said mine. Say
0: it. <laughs> it's not going to happen, but I would get Gunter tattooed on
1: me. His face or just his name?
0: That, like, you know that Top Gun photo you sent me? Yeah. I'd get that. Like, as a tramp stamp. <sighs>
1: oh, guys, 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 guys.
0: That wasn't a bet. I was just discussing. No, no, no. Things. That's a
1: bet now. Uh, Sorry, if <laughs> M... If Haas come fourth in the championship this year, Em's gonna get a Gunther tram stamp. <laughs> <laughs> like out of all the choice out of all the bets we've made this year, I feel like this is your worst one yet. And you know what? I I am now the world's biggest Haas supporter. I'm just I just I need it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. You're just gonna have to deal with it. You look great with a Gunther Imagine, oh my God! Imagine explaining that to like someone you're dating. <laughs> that is oh, the best.
0: Getting back into it, um, we've had we were told the, by the FBI, FBI, the FBI, the FIA, the FBI have del have delayed their porpoising technical directive until Spa Francais Champ.
1: Can you, is that how you even say it? No, I don't. That was a temporary guess. Did you just say it really fast, hoping that it sounded correct? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good, good, good. That's the way we roll on this podcast. It's fine. Yeah, perfect,
0: great. <laughs> Let's go.
1: I think it's good because they need to collect more data, and I think it was a bit rushed when it was first announced because I think it was supposed to originally come in at Port Ricard at France. So I'm glad that they've delayed it, but I'm hoping that they – um, I hope they make the right decision. I also think that it's going to – I think when it comes in that it's going to spice things up. I really think that it's going to, like, something ridiculous, like, Lando become world champion or something ridiculous will happen because, like, all the teams that have, like – all the teams that have porpoising are going to be severely affected. And that's why, like, everyone got into that heated argument when it was first announced. So, I'm here for it. Do you know what else we were here for this weekend? What's that? Practice. You know what? There was two practices, and I prefer two practices. Not going to (laughs) lie. We, yeah, yeah. I, two practices
0: is ideal. Mm -hmm. Um, I love cars. I love watching cars on a track. Um, I love Lightning McQueen. Um, (laughs) I just practice. And, you know, not a lot happened. Not a lot did happen. Well, well, Sky Sports was on crack. (sighs)
1: Are you talking about Ted? I'm talking about Ted talking about Lando's bum. Okay. So just a quick, I'll just backtrack a quick, quick minute, just in case any of our listeners didn't watch practice. Lando was in FP2, I believe it. No, it was FP1. must have been FP1 because it was before qualifying. Um, And started complaining that his car said limp home mode. And they're like, no, it should be fine. And then he keeps going and then.
0: My car said that before.
1: <laughs> and then he keeps going and then he's like, my car's on fire. And they're like, what do you mean? And he's like, my butt is on fire. Like, I'm on fire. And then they're like, pull over, pull over, pull over. So you see Lando pull over. You don't see any smoke or any flames. Thank God. Little Nori Norris was okay. But uh, Nori Norris gets out of his car and he's clutching his bum quite tight.
0: Um, Do you know what his physio's name is? Maybe he just put on a
1: bit too much DP. Oh, could you imagine? No, thank you.
0: <laughs> that would hurt so much. But basically, afterwards, Ted is in the pit lane as he usually is, and he gave us a very, th- very thorough reporting on Lando's bum.
1: Yeah, and then the cameraman zoomed into his ass. Like, did anyone notice that?
0: <laughs> I hope Lando went home <laughs> and saw that. <laughs>
1: yeah, honestly.
0: I hope that's in the highlights. But also Crofty got into it. Crofty was also, I hope it is too, because Crofty was also discussing Lando's bum.
1: Yeah. And it was just like, there was no confirmation over what caused the hot bum situation. But uh, the hot bum was a hot topic.
0: (laughs) You know what else was a hot topic? That There was no Bono in Lewis's ears this weekend.
1: I thought that Lewis Hamilton was going to have a fit.
0: Like, oh, I just, I was
1: waiting for a temper tantrum. Was it the whole weekend? He wasn't very happy, was he? No, he wasn't.
0: Yeah. Bono was back at the factory. In Brackley. Um, he was back at the factory. So um, his performance engineer stepped in. Performance I engineer. His name. Mark. Basically came out with a directive for Sir Lulu.
1: And Lewis was Too like. Too many words, bruh. Too I many don't words, understand. Bruh. Yeah you need to, to do To be better. honest, I think that like that f- relationship is so delicate you have with your race engineer. The the fact that they even I feel like he may, maybe he could have won if Bono was there. You know? Like, I just feel like it would matter so much. Get in there, Lewis. It would matter so, so much.
0: And I know, I can't remember where, if this was recent or I but I read recently Max talking about GP and was just saying that Your race engineers just know you so well and know when you don't want to talk and know when you
1: just are pissed off. They also lacked grip this weekend, Mercedes, just were a little bit slidey-slide. They lacked a few things this weekend, like rear wings. Yeah, we'll get to that in Collie. Practices were boring. If you want to watch them, go watch them because we're not recapping (laughs) There was nothing to recap. Yeah, literally, we have like five notes here that are actually are uh, irrelevant to the whole weekend. So you know,
0: we also didn't have a lot of notes for Quali. I had to go and rewatch Quali to try and get notes on Quali, and Quali did not qualify for my standards.
1: I think also because like we put so much emphasis on sprint, like you like Quali. I mean, it spices Friday up, and it's really great that you have a practice and then straight into Quali. But um, I think because it's so much going on in the sprint that it's – you look at quality and you're like, compared to the sprint, it's boring.
0: Well, we had Aston and Daniel out in Q1 along with some other regular Q1 outings, which uh, Nicholas Latifi,
1: Joe, I think, went out. Yep. Are we shocked? <sighs> are we shocked at this point no. that Aston are out in Q1? No. no. So it's kind of like – No. I wish, like, I am won. I shocked. Daniel was out in Q one. Yes, actually, I'm not. I, I hate to say it, but I really am not. If Daniel goes out in Q one or Q two, I'm really not shocked. Like, I'm happy that if he gets into Q two, like, and I expect Linda to be in Q three. Like, that's such a weird expectation from one team.
0: Isn't it sad?
1: It really is. It makes me upset. I would love to see another Daniel podium. Like, I would kill to see a Shoei.
0: Yes. You know, but Lando also didn't do too well. He did have a break issue, but he was out in Q2.
1: Okay. All right. I'm going to get opinionated now. Do you ever not? Yeah, I know, right? Lando would have been in Q3, though, if it wasn't for the break issue, because Lando was putting it up in fifth and sixth quite easily in Q3. So I really think that without the break issue, Lando would have been in the top ten. So
0: it is McLaren's fault.
1: I think, oh, look, if you have a, if you have a brake issue, you have a brake issue that sometimes cars don't work. You can't just straight up blame it on McLaren, but, and we also don't, like, all we know is that the car wasn't braking under turning. I don't know how that works or whose fault it is, or if it's just an accident. So I can't really blame anyone.
0: I wouldn't have been surprised. And then we had a double elimination for AlphaTauri and Q2. And we know that they said they wouldn't be strong at the Red Bull Ring, but it was still kind of
1: disappointing. Q2's not bad for Alpha this season, though I feel. Like I think that's their pace, I would like, like to I don't see think them do it's better. Oh, I want to see them do way better, but I don't think it's that bad for the pace that they've got at the moment.
0: Pace. But you know, I look at the Williams. And how is Alex getting into Q2? Well, Nicholas Lovatza Latifi is in the 19th.
1: <laughs> well, I think the thing that I put this in because I was like, oh, maybe this is worth talking about. But I think we forget that Latifi hasn't had the upgrades yet. He gets them next race.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. You are correct, Ashley.
1: Yeah. So I think we forgot that. Um, But also,
0: not shocked. You know what did shock me? What's that? That Lewis crashed and George said, yeah,
1: copy. I would not want to be a Mercedes mechanic on Saturday, honestly. Oh, oh Friday, sorry. Friday afternoon. Oh, Friday, I would yeah. not want to be a Mercedes mechanic on a Friday afternoon. I, You watch Lewis just absolutely lose it and smack it straight into a barrier. And then you watch George do the exact same thing. Like, oh, I would just be so royally pissed off. But I think – do you reckon it's because of the wind?
0: Honestly, George had been complaining about lack of grip. True. In True. practice. Um, I think that the downforce they were aiming for – look at us getting technical. Um, the downforce they were aiming for just wasn't helping them stick to the track like it should. And I think – george I mean, George kind of lost the rear on his crash. Um can't remember Lewis. I re-watched it today, but I can't remember.
1: Oh, well, it's fine. So, they crushed. They shunted into a so wall. The big, the big news of the weekend was, uh, well, FIA were handing out penalties. Like, no goddamn tomorrow. And it all started with Sergio Jaco Perez stripped of his q two three times and handed a penalty. First of all, why did they let him go through to Q3? Like, if he had... If he had literally gone over the line and had his lap deleted, just leave him where he was in Q. You know what I mean in Q two.
0: So <clears throat> they actually came out and said that it would re- be reviewed after Quali. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So the FIA said, "Yeah, we'll review it after Quali. We're not going to review it now." Which you know, it's fucking stupid. Why not re- review it now? Pop him down to P thirteen or whatever it was, yeah. and get someone new into the top ten. Yeah, exactly.
1: So that was it for Collie, But then Collie didn't stop there because we had a sprint race. So you have the second qualifying. (laughs) Fun fact, if you don't know what a sprint race is, it's 24 laps of absolute fucking madness where they just race it out. And however that race ends is how they start on the starting grid on Sunday.
0: Yeah. So you also get medals and the top eight Eight. eight, eight get uh, championship points. Starts with eight, goes all the way down to one. Uh, they get these nice little like hexagon medals. Right. Um, like say so sprint on them. They're cool. <laughs> I want one.
1: I I think they're I think I they're ugly to be honest. I'm gonna be honest. I think they're like I think oh, the whole ceremony oh. and the whole idea about it is so cute, but I think the medals themselves are ugly. Moving on to the sprint.
0: <laughs> Instead of us just hating on the ceremony. Just hating on everything at this
1: point. We didn't even get the sprint underway for quite a while. It got delayed by a lap. Alonzo. Rapido Alonzo.
0: <laughs> he didn't even, they didn't even take the tyre blankets off. He just sat there up on his little trestle table. What are they called?
1: Uh, trolley? What
0: are those, what, are, what trolleys? Yeah, what are they called? They're called something aren't there. Yeah, I was
1: Trestle Table is a brilliant name for it.
0: Um, And he just stayed there while
1: the whole grid took off for their formation.
0: And Fernando
1: did not. (laughs) So I think the thing that people didn't realise, because everyone just assumed it was his mechanics fault, like that the mechanics had not done their job and like not. But he had actually an electrical problem failure that meant that they couldn't take the blankets off. That's why he – yeah, that's why he ended up going back to the pits and not starting from the pit lane. It's like me in winter. Can't take the blankets off. It's the worst, worst joke you've said all day. Joe's engine cut out also on the way to – was it on the way to the grid? It must have been. must have been on the way to the grid. Um, Joe's engine cut out, so then – they obviously went to start their second formation lap and Joe had to go into the pit lane to make his start. So we've we're spicy, spiced that up already. You've already got – you're not even starting. We've had two formation laps, which means the sprint race was one lap down and they only raced 23 laps. This is your comment. The next, the next stop point comment. on our run sheet is M's comment.
0: This is my comment.
1: So go for it.
0: I love seeing the Ferrari boys fight. I think it is great. But, but. – the only way they are going to win the constructors is if they work
1: together. Okay. All right. I I'm I have my Ferrari hat on and I'm ready for fighting. You ready? Okay. Let me tighten up my mic because my mic can't handle this. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I don't think Ferrari should be fighting for the constructors. They are too far behind in the constructors. They shouldn't be fighting for the constructors championship. Sorry, Bonotto, you're wrong. I should be team principal. I think that Charles is two race wins behind Max Verstappen. Bro, fight for the Drivers' Championship. That's where all the pride and joy is. If you come second, you're still doing fucking better than the rest of the grid. Literally, fight for the Drivers' Championship. The reason why they're not coming out and saying that because Carlos will get his panties in or not. Let's be real. Like They don't want to have a fight between the two drivers, which they've already had multiple races this year. I think that's why they're saying they're fighting for the constructors. But I realistically think that they should be fighting for the Drivers' Championship against Charles, uh, with Charles against Max.
0: Moving on. Today, (laughs) sir. Pierre and Hamilton. Pierre and Lewis. Pierre had a spin like a ballerina. It was giving Yuki and Pierre back when they span together.
1: Okay. Emma's just not got her explaining cap on today. You got to remember, some of our listeners don't watch the races. Em, Pierre has a really bad habit on the first lap, before even the first corner, of causing a collision. I mean, it's not necessarily his fault, but he's involved in them. Um, Pierre got, Pierre and Hamilton got squeezed together, which sent Pierre into a nice big ballerina spin, which made him drop quite a few spaces.
0: Yeah, Pierre. You know who else had a shunt into someone else? A bit else? of a squeeze? Yeah, a bit of a squeeze. It wasn't a shunt. It was a squeeze. It was a bit of a squeeze. It was Sebastian Vettel and
1: Alexander Albon. Alex Al- Alexander Albon just says literally, no one's going to want to play with you, son, if you just keep causing incidences, which I feel like happened a few times. So Lulu. Sir Lulu. Sir Lulu was very, I mean, I've never seen a half so wide. An ass so wide? (laughs) Did you like what I I did? I loved it. It was so good. Shumi, I got in trouble for calling him Shumi Jr. this week. Who Um, said that? Somebody on TikTok. Someone's like, call him Shimini. And I'm like, Shimini. Shimini? They're like, you call him Shimini. Houdini. Houdini." He's like a magician. I will I will call Shumi Jr. whatever I would like to call Shumi Jr. I don't even know what to say about it, to be honest. I was really shocked that someone cared that I called him Shumi Jr. and, like, not called him Shumi, Shumini. And I'm like, I feel like Shumi Jr. sounds better anyway. It rolls off the tongue right? easier. Yeah. Also, like, he is a Shumi Jr. And I think he really showed that this weekend. I don't think Hamilton has seen a house that wide. No, um, and I don't think I've ever seen that much Michael and Mick. Yeah, I'm like, and I, it was great to see him get his elbows out and really fighting. I mean, I'm excited, especially if he's going to pack battle more often. It's going to be, you know,
0: and we even had Lewis coming on the radio after and having a little,
1: complainy about Shumi Jun. I'm going to be honest, if. Lewis, someone doesn't complain on the radio. Is it even a race? No. If,
0: if George isn't chilling by himself for most of a race slash sprint, is it really a race slash sprint?
1: I don't know. Was he chilling by himself last sprint? Well, he usually is in the races. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. I feel like that's how Lando was last year. Um... He was a very lonely boy and George Russell is taken after Lando becoming a very lonely boy. But I think it's also good because it shows that he's like, he deserves to be where he is. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like he is.
0: I didn't discuss it in Quali, but I, when I was half delirious watching quality, um the other night, because it was at a ridiculous time, I think it was like 12 AM and I had work the next morning at seven. And I was thinking, huh? I would love George to put it on pole. And then he shunted into the wall.
1: He'll have his time. He'll put it on pole for sure. I just don't think he'll be this year for some weird reason. To start the weekend off with our penalties,
0: Mr. Alexander Albon makes a second appearance. to <laughs> Bumping.
1: Alex, again. With not playing nice with others. Bumps off Lando Norris, earning himself a five-second penalty. Which, I mean, I think that he's maybe getting a little bit flustered. But, I mean, I'm glad. I'd rather him get penalties than him not fight, you know? Yes, exactly. And he finished 13th. He finished 13th and ended up starting 16th in the race due to his penalty. It's just a bit unfortunate, isn't it? You know what else is unfortunate? Danny wanting to get past Lando? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've put this comment in here because I thought it was worth the topic of discussion. We've talked a lot about is Lando overperforming or is Daniel underperforming?
0: Have we? I couldn't tell. But
1: how... (sighs) No idea. Um, How are we supposed to tell... If they're not allowed to swap places, you know? Like, if they aren't allowed to swap and see how Daniel can go in fast air, like, worst case scenario, you swap him back.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like, it is really difficult. Because I would like to think that Daniel is a better defender, maybe. I don't know. if That was an uneducated...
1: I think that, I think Daniel is a better attacker than Lando. I think... De- lando is a better defender i think that i think that you should go back and watch some races from last year where like lando held off lewis hamilton for like seven laps which is insane because mercedes were fast last year um in situations like that so i think that's and that's also to be honest why i think they didn't swap daniel and lando in Monza last year because Lando was better at holding off people last year than Daniel. Daniel just kind of waved them through.
0: That makes sense. That really does.
1: And in other news,
0: if we had a sprint driver of the day, I think it would have been Checo
1: Perez. Yes, 100%. He had a super impressive drive going from 13th up into 5th. Um. Which is, yeah, which I think is great. He honestly shows time and time again why he deserves to still be in F1.
0: Really. He does. And I love seeing him at Red Bull. It's great seeing him get two wins this year and seeing what he can do in the car. Moving on to my favourite moment of the weekend. Um, after the sprint race, after the winners were announced across the line, whatever you want to call it. They decided to jump in cars and go around What for? Yeah, I've never seen this happen before. It's just a winner's lap, I don't know. And Max was wearing a hat much like the one that I'm wearing now, the curved
1: Red Bull number one About hat. time he wore a dancing hat.
0: he had it, thank you, yes. He had it on backwards, sporting the Pierre effect, and it flew off his head. He looked heartbroken (laughs) and just whooshed away. I think the driver offered to stop. Yeah. And he was like, no, it's okay. Just keep going. And Max was heavily depressed all the way until the press conference where someone appeared with his hat and he gave the most sincere smile I've ever seen Max Verstappen give
1: in his life. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to be, let's be real. Let's be real here. That, first of all, that hat that he got given for the press conference wasn't.
0: Don't say hat. that.
1: It was the same hat. Also, second of all, if you were the person that found a random Red Bull hat over the at the Red Bull GP this weekend, please, please let us know because I have a feeling that some lucky fan or Marshall has taken that hat for good. And I honestly would too. <laughs> Sorry to put a floor <laughs> in your floor in your fairy tale there. Floor in my floor. Moving into the race, we love a spicy Sunday and we got a spicy Sunday.
0: Was it this weekend where Tiffany was on the grid and was asked where Valtteri is and she's like, I don't know. Yep. Great. (laughs) Because we didn't know either. He was in the pit lane.
1: Well, he was having a pit lane start because he took an engine penalty. Um fair enough it's getting to that point in the season where we're going to see more and more of them it kind of shocks me that we've had so many so far only being halfway through the season which means there are a lot more to Mm -hmm. come um but that was honestly instagram gold because i love the fact that she was walking the grid even though her husband was starting from the pit lane she was like i'm gonna go check this out so i've got here george's
0: eyes did you see the tiktok i think he sent it to me of the close-up of George's eyes.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I agree with you. She does need to brush his eyelashes. Uh, George, if you're listening. Sweetheart, just run
0: a lash brush through your eyelashes.
1: I beg Carmen, you. Yeah, Carmen will have one. Run them through. You have eyelashes of the gods. Honour them. Please. Do us all girls a favour. We're jealous enough of you.
0: Do they not itch? Like, I know. Like, I have false eyelashes. And when they get tangled, they itch and they, they're painful. And we had Will Buxton having a little fangirl. Will Buxton was the, yeah,
1: Will Buxton was the person that brought George's eyelashes' attentions to the nation or the nation, to the world.
0: Uh, Checo, 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 Checo had a side pod basically (laughs) destroyed. um, And then was so far back in the pack. He got lapped by Max.
1: Yeah. Lap nine. (laughs) By lap nine, he was lapped. And then they made the smart decision to uh to retire the car, which is a f- fair enough. It is what it is. Um, it was a good race though. I really loved this race. It was a great race. Twenty twenty one throwback, very much so. It was actually
0: really scary seeing Max and Lewis, like Max, come out of the pit lane just behind Lewis, and I was like, oh my god, oh Jesus, Monza. I can't Monza. watch this. Monza. <laughs> please, please, don't crash into each other, and they didn't i just don't I just don't think Lewis put anything into it. He just knew his race wasn't with Max,
1: yeah, I agree, I agree, I think that he defended to not give him an easy time, but I also don't think he put a lot of effort in thinking that uh that he's going for a podium, not a win, so fair, fair call the, the, The only fair call, though, this weekend because FIA were just handing out black and white flags and penalties and warnings about track limits to everyone. Everyone. I literally feel like nearly every single driver had one. I would be shocked if one did. Was there
0: like 43 or like something like that track infringements this weekend?
1: Yeah, something ridiculous. Something ridiculous. I can't even remember how many. Can't even remember how many. But honestly, we and we had a lot of penalties. Lando had a penalty. Um, who else had Pierre a penalty? Lewis? Oh. Pierre. Lewis? No. I can't
0: yes. Really remember. Yes. But did you know? I've got something I need to tell you. Tell me. Did you know that Plan E stands for Plan Explosion for, for
1: Ferrari? <laughs> for Ferrari. Whoa. Too soon. Too soon. I am wearing a Ferrari Too hat, soon. you know.
0: We were about to see a brilliant overtake by Carlos on Max. I think he was, like, a lap or two away from striking distance. And his car became a Sunday barbecue.
1: Yeah, but it was just, like, it wasn't even just a Sunday barbecue. It it was, yeah, it was a whole goddamn bushfire. Like, it was, (laughs) it exploded. His whole side pod exploded. Like, I don't think... Like, if you watch the video, you can watch – you watch his Cyberpod like, literally, like, explode. And uh, at first you're like, oh, it's a little bit of fire. Like, he, he goes to stop his car and then the way he stopped his car, because he obviously had no brakes because of the fire, it just kept rolling back. So he's trying to get out of the car and Marshall took his sweet time getting a wedge and trying to lodge it under and it kept slipping out. And at that point, the whole car, like the whole one side, the whole right side of the car had caught on fire and was quite scary. Um, Carlos is very lucky. And it's also really heartbreaking because I feel like he has a lot of bad luck.
0: It was actually really scary watching it. I was watching it like, holy shit. Like, are they going to cut cameras? Like, are they, like, I just had no idea what was going to happen. I'm surprised they didn't. Thankful. I know. I'm surprised they They didn't. They kept those cameras on. And I was like, oh, guys, this is getting a little bit close. He's getting a bit toasty.
1: As much as I loved watching Max and Charles go for it, mid-pack battle, top tier this weekend. Absolutely top tier.
0: We had three cars abreast going into, like,
1: turn one. (laughs) Guys, you're a bit wide. It wasn't – I don't think it was turn one. Um, I think it was, like, turn three.
0: One of the first 10 turns, because there's only 10 turns in the Red Bull race.
1: Yeah, at one point, there was five cars that were pretty much five abreast. There was at least three to four abreast. I mean, it was wild. It was like Alex Albon, Kevin Magnussen, Mick Schumacher, Lando Norris, and I don't remember who the fifth is. Yeah, and it was literally... It was nuts. It was nuts. It was nice seeing Lando fighting because I don't have a l- – like, Lando's either quick enough to just drive past people. Um, he doesn't really battle that. He's not a very – I don't think he's a very attacking driver. Um, So it was nice seeing him battle it out. It was great seeing Mick battle for points. Like, insane. Did you know a fun fact about Mick Schumacher? The first time that Michael Schumacher – the first time he raced to Austria, started P9 and finished P6. The same with Mick Schumacher, who started P9 this weekend and finished P6. So, like, father, like son. Isn't that
0: crazy? Right?
1: When I saw that, that's the fact I was looking for in my phone earlier. Because I was like, I swear I saw it somewhere. Like, and honestly, I'm um, yeah, it makes me so happy. Because, like, those little connections must, like, drive him harder. That is insane. Which means he's a seven time world champion just waiting to happen.
0: I mean, yes, he is. And our now second championship leader had a few issues in the last three laps. And I was very worried for Charles Percival Leclerc. I'm sure you're missing I'm like missing.
1: three of his middle names, but it's fine. Yeah, Charles's throttle issue was quite concerning. It was in the last, I want to say, five to three laps. I can't remember exactly. But his throttle pedal wasn't coming back to 100%. It was getting stuck at 20 or 30%, which means for a few corners, he was accelerating through them, which is impressive. Oh, 100%. It would be terrifying, but... He was he was on the radio and I he was like, oh, he's going to get a meatball flag. Like, he's going to be called into the pits and asked to retire because he was pulling his f- throttle pedal back with his foot.
0: I'm shocked he didn't. I'm glad he didn't. I was ready to see a Charles win.
1: Were you? You're wearing a Max Verstappen hat. I actually. Yes, Quaint. Welcome to the dark side. She's just put on a Ferrari hat. Maybe Sebastian Vettel's. Ferrari hat, but she has a Ferrari hat on.
0: Yes. And, you know, I feel like I need to put it on because we were talking about Michael Schumacher and Mick Schumacher got his first driver of the
1: day. He did. And you know what? He fucking deserved it. He fought like. I was going to say a lion, but that's not Max. That's Max. A lion. He fought <laughs> like an absolute king out there. And I honestly. Yeah, he should be so proud. I'm sure that everyone is so proud of him. And I just it makes me happy because of the talk of him gonna lose his seat, you know? And it's like I'm glad that this is gonna prove that he deserves that seat more than anyone. Charles Charlesy Boy LeClerc is came won his rate his first race since Melbourne, which is quite impressive. We had Maxi Verstappen boy come second. And for the second week in a row, we've had Lewis Hamilton come third. So, do we think that Charles, Charlesy boy, is going to close this gap to Verstappen? If they work together, if Carlos why? Did, why Charles do they need together. to work together? I'm asking. Does Char Do you think they're going to? If Charles is going to close the gap to Verstappen, not if Car- Carlos is not required in this question. Teamwork makes the dream work, Ash. Yeah, but I mean, Checo and Max aren't working <laughs> together anymore. It was the Where's the bias to come I, this, this is a genuine question. Like, it's not be, maybe a smart I
0: feel like Crofty maybe said something. And my brain was like, yes, that makes sense.
1: I think, it, yeah, if they were fighting for the constructors, I agree that they should fight together. But I also think that Charles has a really great chance at the Drivers' Championship. And I think that, in a way, Ferrari somewhat, I hate to say it because no one owes anyone anything, but I feel like Ferrari do deserve to give Charles the shot to prove that he can get it because he is fast. He is so fast and he is taking the fight to max every single race when he's not having a mechanical failure.
0: We just need Ferrari to focus on their reliability issues rather than their drivers.
1: Mm -hmm. and their strategy issues, yeah, they really need to focus on their strategy issues too. Because like, there's two races that could have won, been won by Charles, but they Ferrari let him down. So I feel like they owe it to him.
0: Yeah, and you are correct. I think that Ferrari should focus on themselves, <laughs> on their strategies, on their cars. And we've seen Red Bull with reliability issues as well, but
1: but nowhere near as bad as other teams. I don't think.
0: I don't. I don't think so. I think Ferrari has had
1: the most okay, dinners this season. So, on that note, we're going to call it a day. If you've enjoyed listening, please like and subscribe. We are much better at posting when we're on track, so we should be on track from here on out now that we've settled into our lives. If you liked this episode, please follow us on YouTube, Spotify. Give us a like, a subscribe, a follow. They're, all those buttons are quite quite close to each other, so just... Give them all a bit of love. Leave us a a love comment. Just kind of fumble a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna get back on TikTok this week. So get on over and give us some lovin'. Um yeah, we will see you next week. Love you, bye. 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 We've just wrapped wrapped our podcast for the week. Um, and then literally checked Instagram. And seeing that Daniel Ricciardo has now put up her formal post about him and himself at McLaren. So, M, take it away. Do you want to read it from the top? There have been a lot of rumours
0: around my future in Formula 1, but I want you to hear it from me. I am committed to McLaren until the end of next year and I'm not walking away from the sport. Appreciate it hasn't always been easy, but who wants easy? I'm working my ass off with the team to make improvements and get the car right and back to the front where it belongs. I still want this more than ever. See you in La Casselle.
1: Daniel. Wow. That's all I've got to say. I'm glad that he's come out and shut the rumours down. I am here for Danny Rick. I don't know if I can live through another season, of disappointment for him and for me like I love Daniel Ricciardo and I think he's a very very talented driver but I just is it the right decision you
0: just hit the nail on the head it's unless he can pull stop pulling his weight at McLaren and either match Lando or so slightly better it watching isn't going to be very fun
1: yeah exactly and you know what i'm happy for him i'm happy that he's come out and shut the rumors down because and and i think we i think even like we're considered media these days and i get that i understand that and we do report and journal on f1 um but i'm glad he's come out and shut some rumors down so i think that's good so that we don't there's no reason for us to keep talking about it
0: exactly this episode is obsolete
1: (laughs) done